0: the pie boy podcast hey there it's sparky welcome back to the pie boy podcast i'm sorry for the dance music my wife's working out downstairs we live in the tree house we're literally live from the tree house our small, tiny, little house. So if you hear some, mm, 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 don't be scared. But before we get into three new stories from the Pie Boy Legacy, my origin stories, um, I just want to say that this week has been crazy. Every week has been crazy in COVID in uh, the pandemic, but the whole siege of the capital and taking over the capital by these Trump people and Trumpism and all this stuff is shameful, shameful. And all of us are dealing with it that aren't involved in that and against that and living in a world where we don't believe in those things. We're all going through grief. We're mourning the loss of humanity and the loss of compassion and the loss of your damn brains. I'm not going to go off on a huge rant. Um, how I deal with these things is telling stories. I keep coming back to that idea, but that's, that's my best way, but also writing. I wrote a poem about my feelings, worked out my feelings through this poem and I'll share it on my Instagram soon. Shared it with my friends already, but, um, I think I have to speak up. I feel this intense, not a need, but more of an obligation to say something. And if you still support Trump and Trump isms, and you think this is a game, you think this is funny, shame on you. You don't deserve to listen to this podcast. You don't deserve a lot of things. And I just say, God bless you, or whatever higher power is out there, because you're going to need it. Karma is coming for you. You're not going to win. All right. But with that being said, I had to get that off my chest. Let's get to these stories. So... Um, I've got a little bit of humor thrown in here today, but also talking more of that theme of childhood sicknesses and traumas and social aspects of being a little kid and hanging out with other kids and your parents and their perceptions of their these kids and their friends. And it's just interesting to look back on these things. And also looking back on... My first babysitter that I really remember besides the snake table people. Um, uh, It's it's weird thinking back that far. Almost 30 years ago. Excuse me, sorry. So let's get into it. Chapter 17, The Butt Pickers. There was this girl in my class that would pick on me all the time. But for some reason, her mom would try to set up play dates with us because her little brother was the same age as my sister and in her class. I just had an epiphany that is probably because this girl had a crush on me or liked me. But she annoyed me to no end. She was terrible. She was like a fungus. Um, these two kids happened to live by grandma's house. So very convenient. I remember we tried to play date with them once. And we went to their house, but the little boy picked on Kayla, my sister, and the girl just drove me nuts. Uh, they were both really hyper and had terrible breath. Button pushers with their annoying little voices, dumb songs, and sayings. They were freakazoids, in my mom's words. I have always identified as weird, but they were a different kind of weird. and Different kinds of weird. It seemed like they were doped up on sugar. They were lit. I had to type that in there. I forgot that part. We told mom we couldn't stand them, and she laughed. She said she couldn't stand the mom either because she was fake nice and had a stick up her butt was a direct quote from my mom. Also, mom didn't want us to hang out with those kids anymore and said because they were little freaks that were always picking their asses and that was just gross. We never hung out with them again and they took it personally, including their mom. After that drama, my mom started calling them the butt pickers and we would laugh so hard about it when we would see them. Yeah, so going back to that chapter with my great grandma and manners and things you do in front of people and things you don't do. And I, one of those things I forgot was like picking your privates or picking your ass. I've known for a long time that that's not a good habit to have, especially not in public and around people. My mom made it clear, like, don't do that and stay away from people that do do that. Another part of this story I just thought of that goes along with that is how my mom had this thing. So the mo- the sister would touch, constantly be touching her mouth and touching her face. And my mom was so grossed out by that. And it is still grossed out by people that do that. And naturally that was passed on to me. So I guess the gist of this story which it's funny. We call them the butt pickers and we did laugh and we saw them around town for years up until I was in high school after I we had moved away and all these things and we'd come back and visit and we'd see these people. And my mom would be like, Oh my God, there's the butt pickers. We haven't seen them forever. Or my sister would notice, or I would notice. And we would laugh because they were, they were weird. They're way more weird than we were and creepy and, just gross they didn't have manners i just remember my mom being so disgusted by them and naturally that was passed on to us so it's funny when we talk about the things our our parents pass on to us and their perceptions of people and the opinion of people and the things they do and the gossiping and that kind of stuff. And it definitely is passed on to us. I She made me notice these things about people, especially these butt pickers. And eventually I probably would have felt the same way, but because my mom had such strong feelings, it just got ingrained in me and I was so judgy and I still am, but I'm more aware of it and I can work on it and not be a jerk or be terrible to people. But one of the ways that I deal with it in a positive way is to give these people to do weird, gross, disgusting, bad habit types of things around other people to see is to give them nicknames and tell the stories. So I started doing this after with different people that I would meet and run into and the butt picker legacy lives on and giving people these nicknames for being weird and talking about it and telling the story and laughing later about it is, is interesting. It's, it's funny how that has become my way and it was my mom's way too. And she took it a lot further. She would tell the, kids or tell people that they were disgusting she wouldn't call them the butt pickers to their face or whatever their nickname or weird thing they were doing to their face sometimes maybe yes she would ask people to stop but i don't know is that an ocd i'm thinking trying to think deeper about an ocd thing is that an anxiety social anxiety thing i don't know is that a mental health Red flag, I don't know, but I'm so aware of those types of things because of my mom. And I'm thankful for that because if you're okay with people picking their butt or picking at their crotch or touching their mouth and then touching other things or picking their nose or picking their ears, I had this teacher that makes me think, used to pick earwax out of his ears with his keys during like silent reading time. It was disgusting. But anyway, I'm thankful that I'm not okay with those things and that my mom made me aware and gave me tools, even if they're rigid, to deal with those things and move past them and figure out a way around them, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Let's move on. So... Chapter 18, last chapter of 17, this is 18, and it's called Chicken Pox. So we'll talk a little bit more about trauma with sickness as a kid. I got chicken pox one day while in swim class at the YMCA with my preschool class. We had a substitute teacher that day, and it was a little strange and unfamiliar. When I was getting change at the end of class, I noticed a tiny red bump on my privates. I was so scared to tell the substitute teacher one because she was a stranger to me and two I was so scared to talk about my privates I worked up the courage and had her follow me into the changing stall I then told her I had a red thing on my stuff and pointed towards it She quickly made me feel okay about it as I pulled my pants down and showed her the bump Then she called my mom and she came to get me shortly after I went home and rested. When I woke up the next morning, I was covered in red, itchy itchy bumps, and I screamed bloody murder. My mom was not happy about waking up this way. She was scared and yelled at me as I ran into her room. I remember saying, Mommy, I've got bugs instead of bumps. She said, Oh my God, what in the hell do you have all over you? But this is like her yelling. I don't think I emphasize it enough she was concerned but also pissed and then we went to the doctor i came down with a major case of chicken pox i was covered in them i swear they were all over my toes my ankles my legs my knees my butt my crotch my chest my face my arms they were everywhere it was shocking for a little boy my sister caught it almost instantly after I brought it home. It was so much fun having it at the same time as my sister, let me tell you. We couldn't stop itching. That was a weird couple of weeks that went by so slow. I vividly remember mom telling us over and over to stop touching and scratching those bumps, goddammit. We were miserable. We were miserable. And we made my mom miserable and I feel so bad for her. Um, I think now being a parent, I understand those little things that happen or the big things that happen with being sick and it stresses you out, but then you have to deal with it. And when you're already a stressed person or dealing with high stress, and then you have to like take action, it doesn't always produce great results. The, execution and um expression of stress in these types of situations can be really high and you can hurt feelings and i got my feelings hurt and i realize now how sensitive my kid could be to things that i say like natural just natural responses to stress and getting upset once she gets hurt or they get hurt or get sick or something's not right but I've learned through that situation with my mom and now being a parent to try to put on my kind hat, not a hard hat, but a kind hat or heart hat where you try. Even though you're stressed, try to speak and live through your heart, live with grace so that the kid doesn't get freaked out and there's not more trauma besides the trauma they're already feeling from being sick physically, emotional trauma on top of that can last for a long time i'm talking about my chickenpox experience now and i'm 32 years old almost 33. it's it's a lot to deal with these things but it also helps to realize what's going on around you and the people that are going on are helping you and realize that we're all into this together when we go through those things and we have to be mindful of our reactions and how we react in those stressful situations and we got to do our best and I appreciate my mom she did her best and it helped me to be a parent now and I think Even though it was hard and it might be sound, the story might sound like I'm putting my mom down. I'm not. That's just the facts. She was upset. I was sick. I got upset because of being sick and her getting upset. But that's okay. We've got through it together and we learned a lot. And now I'm better equipped as a parent today. Next chapter, chapter 19, the babysitter. This babysitter was interesting because she was a neighbor girl. She literally lived across the street from us, and we knew the mom and dad for a long time. I think my grandma still talks to the mom and dad. Um, Maybe the daughter, I don't know if she's around anymore. But here's our story with her. One time, my sister made this babysitter puke because of her diaper being so rotten. It was green, smelled like hot garbage, and was spilling out the sides. It was a major blowout. And if you're a mom or dad, you know what that means. My sister was laughing, and I could not help but laugh too and think the babysitter was such a wimp for puking. I was so proud to tell my mom and dad about it. My dad still laughs when he asks me about how things are going with the baby and if I say something about poops or peas or messes with her. He always brings up the story with my sister, crapping her pants and making the the babysitter puke while cleaning it up. And my dad had a nickname for these poops. I'm sorry, Spud, this is embarrassing, but he used to call it the Green Mimis. But that's a different story. The babysitter used to have some of her girlfriends and guy friends come over when they were not supposed to, and I'd always tattle. They would try to make me say bad things and get a laugh out of it. One night we all watched the original movie *It* by Stephen King, and it scared me for life. I was so scared of the sink and going in Grandpa's basement for years after that. Maybe still am. I never looked at clowns the same. I still get freaked out in the shower and bathroom from time to time. One night, as we all, uh, one night we also walked out behind the Tillamook Bay Slough that was near the, the house. There was a trail right along the slough that took you to this blackberry thicket where kids would hang out and do unfavorable things. They started to take me down there with my sister, but quickly rethought the idea because we got scared and said we would tell my mom, which was the truth. But we were also very scared. I remember my sister crying and me getting scared, more scared because of that. She ended up getting in trouble anyway for having people over to our house when she was supposed to be watching us and not goofing around. She was not the smartest tool in the shed, as my mom liked to put it. She later worked at Safeway as a checker, and it was always awkward when we would see her as we got older. I'm sure she saw us coming and cringed. I don't know how she dealt with my mom. Um she was being a dummy not my mom but the babysitter and having people over and having us watch this or me watch this terrible scary movie as a little kid uh my mom knew about all this stuff and my mom would get so mad but this chick would keep coming back she'd get paid i have no idea how much she paid her my mom paid her to watch us but i think she also felt obligated she was the neighbor and the mom and dad really liked my grandparents and my mom and my uncle and stuff so there was pressure there but i couldn't believe she'd deal with us because i know i was a little shit and my sister was a little shit not to mention her shit was terrible um yeah but it go back to that the movie i just had these i still get them when I i haven't watched this movie in years but i get these flashbacks of certain parts that just terrify me and i used to have bad dreams the works because of this but the one like the scene where it's like a flashback and the blood's coming up through the sink and the girl's dad like runs down and he's like hitting and messing around with the pipes in the basement and stuff i got that made me think of my grandpa's basement as very similar looking very old like 19 early 1900s house basement and pipes and the blood coming up but i also think of the scene the, there was a scene where like one of the bullies they're down in the sewers and one of the bullies gets killed and it monster drags it in slowly like he disappears into the pipe it probably ate him or whatever the story is i can't remember because i haven't read the book and i haven't seen the movie for a long time and i know the remake is way different but it was terrifying people say that movie was terrible compared to the new one but i think the old one was more terrifying than the new one but that's just me from my experience as a little boy watching this And what else do I think of? I think of the little boy getting sucked down in the drain, uh, the storm drain and just the clown being like sarcastic and dark with its humor but also being murderous at the same time. But some things I can't even name what they are, but they just flash in my head from the movie and it's terrifying. And like looking at the sink or looking at the shower now, sometimes looking at the drain and thinking something could come out of there and grab you is so out there of a notion. But when you get scared and adrenaline's pumping, and your fight or flight system is kicking in. Sometimes you hallucinate and you see weird stuff, or you feel things that aren't really there. And I've definitely like stress and trauma play something with that. And I was already feeling those things as a kid, and to see other traumatic things well, not even knowing how to to deal with the traumatic things in my life. And then to see other traumatic things, it was like a double whammy. And I'm sure I peed the bed because of this and had the terrible dreams for years and probably will avoid reading the book or rewatching the original movie ever because of this because I don't want to bring those things back. Just writing about it is enough. It's helped me, but I don't want to dive down into it even more. This murderous clown demon thing. I think I'm very interested in like the story, like the new movies kind of break it down more of like this spirit and like demon shapeshifter thing that's trapped in this town and blah, blah, blah. Like that's interesting. And I can watch that. But the old one, it's just Tim Curry as the clown. It's just burning my brain as a terrifying thing, terrifying image. I'm sorry, Stephen King. I know they didn't do you justice, but at the same time, they created something else that is scary as all hell. And it'll always sit in my mind and always be connected to this babysitter who didn't give a F about what happened to my little brain and my little heart um, after watching this? And I remember the kids laughing at me for being scared. I was like hiding. I think I used to always make forts and different things. And if we got packages in the mail, I would use the boxes for forts. And I remember watching it in the box with like a sleeping bag or a blanket over the top so i'm just peering out at this little box in our living room as these older kids are making fun of me and they're like laughing they're not taking it serious they obviously don't think scary movies are as scary there's more of just like a thrill thing not to actually get scared of but it it sits in my sits in my psyche still to this day and i'll be very mindful with my daughter. And hopefully I can't control everything. I don't know if she'll ever watch those types of things. Probably not with me until she gets older, but who knows with her friends, I'm sure there'll be opportunities. And I will just be there for her when that happens. Um, my mom was there for me. She would always say she'd beat the shit out of any monster any person anything that would come after us and that she would always protect us and when she would say that I always believed her she's a tough lady she is a tough lady and nothing to mess with and she'd say funny things like oh poke him in the eye with a sharp stick and blah 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 but for some reason that always made me feel better And when I wake up from these terrible dreams I would have about it or whatever night terrors I would have as a kid, she would make me feel better. Make me feel like at the very least that she would beat him up and protect me. All right. Well, there we are. Three new stories. Stories make the dreams come true. I want you to do some homework Go out there and think about your first stories, first experiences with a babysitter or getting chicken pox. When did you get it? What happened? What did it feel like? And also think about some kids or opinions your parents had about kids you hung out with as a kid. Opinions that your mom or dad had about the other parents that were funny, different things. I feel like everybody's has some butt pickers or freaks that live next door that you'd hung out with just because they just happened to be there or whatever it is. Think about those things. There's value in reflecting on those stories. You'd be surprised how themes and ideas and things from back then are still alive today and have helped shaped who you are today all right happy friday happy hunting and i'll see you next time take care